Grace who's back. Back again. Back again. <laughs> the Nightmare Girls are back. Tell a Tell friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> Guess who's back. Guess who's Guess back. back. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> well, and back. So good to be back. Yes. We're alive. I'm sure you all missed us a lot. Desperately. Desperately. We know we were the only thing getting you through the week. Yeah. We made Fridays so much better. Reason to live. Yep. Reason. We are the reason to live. So. Well, sure. I guess if you're new here and somehow stumbled across this first. Hi. <laughs> we're the Nightmare Girls. And I guess we can introduce ourselves. Right? Yeah, yeah sure. Does that sound like a plan, fellas? You go, Meg. Okay. It's been a while, so. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Meg. I'm a Libra. <laughs> Um, no, um, I actually am a Libra though. <laughs> um, and I every week talk about ghosties and hauntings and paranormal shit. I'm Rose. I don't know how I put up with her shit. Um. <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm a Virgo. Mm-hmm. And she's also the superior zodiac sign. Okay. Right, Anna. Right, Anna. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. No. Um. Mothman is my boyfriend. Okay, what, do you, what does that mean you talk about? <laughs> we talk about cryptids. <laughs> I'm Anna. I'm a Virgo, too. But I don't really care about that stuff like they do. Um, <laughs> Meg is nodding at me very condescendingly. Yep. Uh, and I talk about conspiracy theories and aliens a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That about sums us up. Sometimes we just talk about random bullshit too, but yeah. it usually is ghosts, cryptids, conspiracies. In that order. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, I guess if you're if you are here and you've heard us before, you're probably like, "Where the fuck did they go? <laughs> we um, died." Yeah, just a little bit. We um, we didn't have a chance to have a funeral. We would have invited all of you. Um, we would have asked that you all bring like a different floral arrangement, maybe a chocolate fountain, something lighthearted, because it's what we would have wanted in the afterlife. And catch a cryptid but, um, and bring it as your pet. Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think we just, we all reached a point where the chaos in the behind the scenes of organizing this podcast caught up to us. So we're just like, we need a break for a little bit. But we didn't, that didn't mean we wanted to take a break forever, nor did we ever want to stop talking about these things. I'm too obsessed with cryptids and all your bullshit to uh, stop. So we're yeah, back. We're back. Um, I'm excited to hear your guys' stories because it's been so long since we've done this. Yeah, yeah it's been a couple. It's been a couple months because when you're listening to this, it will be August, which is oh, crazy. Shit. And the last time we've had any sort of thing posted on our like podcast, whatever podcast streaming platform you listen to us on, was March 19th, I believe. Oof. Oh my god! And just Oof. just to like let people know that we really really want to like try to make this work for us this time like yeah. we got overwhelmed yeah. last time but we had we literally had a business meeting and meg wrote down like five <laughs> pages of notes and like we really want to make I'm this neurotic. work <laughs> <laughs> we have a plan now yeah we so. do and we have some exciting things in store you should definitely follow us on instagram if you don't already actually when this episode is out the fun thing that I like one of the fun things that we plan to hope on social media will probably be posted. Oh, yeah. My little sister, I commissioned her and she did portraits of each of us. Kiki. And they're really cool. So thank you, Kiki, if you're listening. Um, they're really awesome. So we're excited to use that. And she also designed our little um like logo things that we have now, like the ghost and Mothman yes. and Anna's like Illuminati pyramid. Hell yeah. Could, mm-hmm. could the thing. Eye. Um yeah, and we also have a TikTok. 
which you should follow. Um, I mean, we'll talk more about social medias later, but TikTok seems to be, like, a good place for us, Mm -hmm. so... Um, I can wreak some real havoc on TikTok, so... Exactly, yeah. Rose really just wants to use it for her, like, Mothman rants. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, no, so we're very excited to be back. And, again, we did have that business meeting, so hopefully it'll be more organized. Um, I think we've had some growth as humans. I'm cutting you off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, also, another fun thing to note, well, before we actually get into the actual content of this, um, for the first time ever in our podcast history... And two, since March 2020. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, yeah. Two of us are in the same room together. And the two of us being Rose and I. Hi, hi. So, yeah. It's been 16 months since I've seen Rose in person. And now she's here Stop, with green teary. hair. With green hair in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> with a big glass of wine that I poured because I'm heavy handed. And, mm-hmm. yeah. And now we're talking to Anna. Yeah. I'm in Maine Google. now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. That's right. Anna's in Maine. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what other updates do we have that are fun? Rose is unemployed. Unemployed. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really cute. Um, I have an Etsy shop. Check it out. Yeah, uh, yeah also goose art. Cute. Gooses art and things. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think I have anything exciting. I'm still in Minnesota. I That's still exciting. Work at a university that shall not be named, but it's probably not hard to look up. <laughs> um, and yeah, but we're all in different places. But this is the one thing that keeps bringing us back. You know. Yeah, I miss you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, oh, I guess also before we get started, there's something else you wanted to bring up, which I'm a little upset about, but... Meg's mad at me. Um, well, because, so, uh, so I'm here in Minnesota staying with my dear friend Meg, uh, and I'm sleeping on an air mattress in her living room, because, obviously, um, and the first, like, two nights, great, no problems. Last night, I heard something when I was trying to go to bed. It was like, I was, like, about to fall asleep. Um, and I heard, like, a bang and some sort of growling kind of noise. Didn't you know that's how Meg falls uh, asleep? She throws herself on the floor and groans. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, there was like a, like a soft kind of thud and then like a little bit of growling and it kept happening, but like not at a regular interval and it sounded like it was getting closer to me. Like, okay, sorry, sorry, I don't, I don't know this. From inside the apartment or like out the window? No, like inside, inside the apartment, like near to my head. What? So I have, I actually now have theories that I, I think I didn't mention to you prior because I forgot about them because it freaked me out when she told me this. <laughs> um, so first of all, you might remember if you, if you've been a listener for a while, when I first moved here, I talked about how certain times late at night, I would just hear weird things and it was like the pipes and well, we, I've come to realize they were the pipes and it sounded like someone was scratching and said, wait, wait, wait. But I've sat out here in my living room where Rose's air mattress is, like, set up, and I've heard the pipe thing, like, out here, and it sounds different out here than it does in my room, mm-hmm. and it's, it, I thought it was, like, an animal one time, and then it wasn't. So I'm hopeful that that's what it is, because I don't know sure. if I can take it being something else. We'll just, we'll just tell ourselves that it is that, but if it happens again tonight, it might be a demon. Yeah. Cool. So. so that made me feel really safe and comfortable in my yeah. space. Yeah. Hey, I was, was oh, I was the one who heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, but um, you didn't warn me. What if it got to me? What if it was like, <laughs> it's all about me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just like put my headphones in and pretended it wasn't happening. So if it was a demon, it would have just yeah. been like, oh, she's bored. <laughs> and then like gone after Meg, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so that's happened. That's been mm-hmm. fun. Um, yeah. But I guess it's, I guess it's, I that's know. all our updates. Do we have any other, yeah, no other updates? Anything exciting? I don't think so. I, we should probably talk about ghosts. Just dive into it? 
Yeah, Yay. let's do a ghost oh my gosh. chat. I also was saying to Anna and Rose before we started, like, before we pressed record, like, I feel so out of practice. So hopefully this goes okay. <laughs> yeah. But one thing we do agree about is that it can't get worse than oh our first God. ever episode. It's oh so bad. <laughs> it was so yeah. bad. Don't listen to it. <laughs> it's really horrible. And I tried to listen to it the other day and I was like, oh my God, we sounded so flat. And like, we're excited. You know we're excited about we this We were just shit, so, so nervous. Yeah. I'll so. recover the Loch Ness Monster at some point because she deserves better. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's a time. We, we're honestly yeah. probably going to put a disclaimer like, like audio <laughs> yeah. to the beginning of the first episode because it's that bad. So anyway. Anyway. Um, so I'm going to be talking about something fun, something I'm actually surprised I haven't been, I haven't talked about prior to right now. So does the name The Farm on Round Top, Round Top Road mean anything to either of you? No. Oh, wait. I, I feel like it should, but it okay. doesn't. It's okay. Tell me why. How about, does the Arnold estate ring a bell to you? Like Palmer? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like Arnold Palmer, but like, like hey, Ar- hey, Arnold, yeah, like that, like Arnold, yes. Um, does that name sound familiar? No, no. Okay, <laughs> how about how about the um, Perrin family haunting? Yes, does that name sound familiar? Yeah. Why? Hey, Do you know Perrin. why? Uh, is that one of the Annabelle Peregrine movies? Falcon? Okay, good. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about the Conjuring House. <gasps> no. So, Dude. Yeah. Yeah, which I didn't know it had these other names, but it is also called The Farm on Round Top Road and The Arnold Estate. Mm, okay. So. So excited. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for fear. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so before I get into this fun, spooky story about The Conjuring House, and we're talking about the house from the first movie, because I've covered The Enfield Poltergeist in a previous episode, mm-hmm. um, my sources for today's story were Tony Spera of the New England Society for Psychic Research theconjuringhouse.com, and the Boston Globe. So, shall we get into the spooks, lads? Yes, please. Cool. I guess. Okay. You you have no choice, because even if we were recording, I'd tell you about it anyway. So, the Perrin family moved into the Arnold Estate slash farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, the first week of January 1971. The reason that they moved in the first week of January was because they wanted to start the new year in their new house. They actually had purchased the house in like December, but Carolyn Perrin, who is the mother, um, really just wanted, you know, fresh start, fresh house, fresh year, all that jazz. So the Perrins were a big family of seven, which I can relate to. (laughs) Um, So Roger and Carolyn Perrin had five daughters and they moved into this house because it accommodated the large size of their family. So the farmhouse had... 14 rooms so it was clearly pretty expansive so quite quickly after it they moved in um the paranormal activity began so i really don't have a lot of like history to (laughs) share with you all today which i know is so disappointing because my history lessons are always the most exciting part of these episodes (laughs) but yeah i know they're so thrilling because i'm so good at history but yeah so (laughs) i'm just gonna get right into like the spooky shit that started happening so um instances of activity in the house would begin very small so like a broom would go missing or they'd hear a scraping sound against the kettle even though no one was near it which that sounds concerning Mm -hmm. and then also little piles of dirt would sporadically appear on the freshly cleaned kitchen floor (laughs) as like someone who has to clean the floor a lot because there's (laughs) little children where i live that would piss me off so much (laughs) oh my god i'd be so mad i'd be like i mean was it was this was a swiffer a thing in the 70s no, I feel like no, the Swiffer is timeless. The like, Swiffer, Jesus, Jesus, Swiffer is Jesus a time was traveler. Swiffering, you know? Yeah, Jesus definitely had a Swiffer. Um, 
So maybe, yeah, they probably, so then we're going to assume they had a Swiffer, so hopefully things weren't too bad for them. But it is really annoying that these little piles of dirt would sporadically appear. And also, like, I'm trying to think of, like, if I saw that moving into a new location, um, if I'd be, like, concerned, because I don't know if I would see that and think, like, paranormal activity, especially if I had five daughters Mm -hmm. or, like, Mm -hmm. younger children that are probably running around outside, I'd be like, okay, like, Someone needs to get new shoes or, like, clean the bottom Someone's of Someone's messy. Yeah, messy bitches. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. The, some of the parents are still alive, so I shouldn't say that. Oh. Um, I love you. <gasps> sorry, I just say, I say bitch affectionately. Um, <laughs> friends of us know this. Anyway, um, so all of that stuff was happening, and mostly Carolyn was noticing this, um, as she was the one that was mostly spending time in the kitchen, because, you know, the 70s and gender roles, all that fun stuff. Um, but the parent daughters began to see figures all around the house of spirits, um, and they seemed harmless enough, but there was a handful that seemed like really, really angry with the fact that the parent family had moved in there. So they began, you know, like telling their parents about it because, you know, as kids do, if they're scared of something, they usually go to mom and dad and be like, I'm seeing this, like, I don't know what's going on. So it began, it got to a point where Carolyn Perrin decided, okay, I'm going to look into the research, see what's happened in the history of this house, et cetera, et cetera. So she looked into the history and discovered that the farmhouse had been in the same family for eight generations. So obviously this was the Arnold family. And many of the members of this family, quote, had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances, end quote. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah. Oh, but there's more. So the quote continues, quote, several of the children had drowned in a nearby creek. What? One was murdered. Oh my and God. a few of them hanged themselves in the lake, <gasps> end quote. Oh my god! I have a lot of questions. Do we not know anything Mm -hmm. more about these deaths? That was all I could find in every source I looked at. It was just like, all of this shit had happened. And again, this is like eight generations of families, so some some of the children drowned, one of the family members was murdered, a couple decided to hang themselves in the attic. So like lots of bad energy. Yeah, and so (laughs) as we know, kids, if we have listened to any of the other stories that I've told prior, if there's a lot of death in an area... Most likely, it is, they're going to be lingering. There's going to be lingering mm-hmm. spirits. Also, I think it's very um, telling that this would happen just based off of the fact that this was, like, a family home for mm. that that long. Eight generations is a pretty yeah. long time. Those are also all really traumatic deaths. Yeah. So they're more yeah. likely to linger yes. or have unfinished business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, obviously, this is why the parent daughters were seeing spirits all the time. And the house had been through a lot of shit. So, there was one spirit, however, that was considered far worse than the rest, and this spirit believed themselves to be the mistress of the farmhouse, and thus was particularly angry at Carolyn Perrin for barging in and trying to take up that role as it viewed Carolyn as competition. Wait, did it have the hots so, for Mr. Perrin? You know what, maybe. Mr. Perrin in the movie kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, right? I'm just you know, I was just thinking that. I mean, he is- Okay, good. He, <laughs> he I is- don't remember. I don't remember. He's kind of cute. Whatever. Um, but, like- Honestly, like, maybe that was the case. You know, maybe that was what was happening there. She just wanted to get in bed with Mr. Maybe she was just lonely, looking for a little companionship. Yeah. So she wanted to crawl into bed. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So this spirit in the movie takes the form of Bathsheba, if you Mm. recall your conjure knowledge. So I will say there was an actual Bathsheba who lived on the farmhouse property in the mid-1800s. So this Bathsheba, the real one, was believed to be a Satanist, and there was some evidence that showed that she had been involved in the death of one of the neighbor's children, 
Although this, oh. de- although this um, case never actually went to trial, so she was never convicted of anything. Oh, but there was evidence. So this, again, this spirit was like unconfirmed to actually be Bathsheba or not. I think they just pulled that, pulled the story about the Bathsheba that like actually lived in the house and used that for inspiration for the movie. So mm. unclear if this was the like mistress spirit or not, but it could be. It could have been Bathsheba. So I'd also be pretty angry if my name was Bathsheba, to be honest huh, with you. Yeah. Because that's quite the mouthful. There's not like a good nickname for that, that's is there? That's what I was going to say, because I mean hey, like Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Hey, Bath. Yeah. Hey, I mean, Eba. I mean, like, I love, like, honestly, like, cool name, I guess, but it is just, like, a mouthful, so I don't know yeah. how you shorten, shorten it. Sheba. Sheba. Bathsheba. Well, anyway, she was, she, if Bathsheba or not Bathsheba, <laughs> to be Bathsheba or to not be Bathsheba. <laughs> um, but whoever that was, was clearly very pissed at the parents for moving into the farmhouse. So, um, beyond just her nonsense of being, like, angry at Carolyn Perrin and all that shit, um, so there were some other spiritual goings-ons in the house that were probably, like, prompted by that mistress spirit, but also other spirits were, like, picking up on that energy of, I'm going to say her. I don't want to assume the spirit's gender or whatever, but, I mean, she clearly had an issue with Mrs. Perrin, which is what leads me to believe it was a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she kind of, like, started the anger that was, like, festering in the house mm-hmm. whenever, like, when they moved in and then other spirits kind of already, like, pissed with the fact that they were dead mm-hmm. and were just like picking up on it. So, um, Fair other enough. things, yeah, other paranormal things that happened in the house included the smell of rotting flesh, oh. um, beds rising off of the floor, and in some rooms that you would feel a cold presence behind you as if it was like a, a very cold, like human body, like standing directly behind Ugh. you. Cute. Yeah, really cute. And so they also avoided the quote, dirt floored cellar. Which was literally a cellar that had dirt floor, which so is... So they just never, like, paved it. They just dug it in. Yeah, it was just... Cool. They just dug this cellar and were like, let's have a party in the dirt pit, I guess. Um, so I they, feel like that was more common back then. I don't probably. Know. But, like, I just... I think about how I would hate... I would hate that. Like, I would just absolutely yeah. hate that. Because, like, bugs. Gross. And, like, gophers. Be a good place to bury gophers. a body. Gophers. Gophers is number two on your hate list. Gophers. Yeah, wait, what? Yeah, and then closely followed by groundhogs. So, I don't... Easy enough to hide a body down there, though. I want Rose gone. <laughs> Can anyone... Will anyone take Rose in while she's still here? Anyway. Um, so, they again, they avoided the cellar because it just had the bad, bad vibes, probably because it was dirt floored. But often, the heating equipment in the house would just, like, fail for no reason. So Roger would have to go down there to fix things up and then, like, weird shit would happen. So because of everything that was going on, from their daughter seeing spirits to rotting, smelling things and beds flying around and all that shit, the parents eventually got help from our favorites, Ed and Lorraine Warren, paranormal investigators extraordinaire. (laughs) Woo, 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 woo. Um, so the Warrens made multiple trips to Harrisville to perform their own investigations to see if there was anything they can do to assist the parents with the spiritual nonsense that was going on. So at one point during one of these visits, Lorraine decided to hold a seance during which Carolyn Perrin became possessed. No. Oh no. (laughs) Boo. Yeah. Scary. So Andrea Perrin, who is the oldest of the five Perrin daughters, claimed to have secretly witnessed the seance, and she stated, quote, I thought I was going to pass out. My mother began to speak a language not of this world and a voice not her own. Her chair levitated, and she was thrown across the room, end quote. Oh, oh my God. So, that's fun. And I can only imagine how traumatizing that is to see as a child. Yeah. 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 
Um, and I can also say, like, if you want to hear more about the experiences that the parents had in this house, Andrea Perrin wrote a book called, um, I think it's House of Darkness, House of Light, or something to that effect. Um, I thought I wrote it down, but it doesn't look like I did. So it's somewhere there. But she wrote a book about the experiences that the Perrin family had in the in the in the Conjuring house. So Cute. you can read more of fun quotes just like that one. <laughs> um, but after the seance happened and all that shit went down with Carolyn speaking tongues and chairs levitating and getting thrown across the room, Roger actually kicked the Warrens out and was like, my wife's mental state is like not good right now because of this whole thing. So like, yeah. you're not helping. So you need to leave. Oh, Good for him. But, like, eh. the wards were also, like, trying to help. But, like, they also got his wife possessed, so... Okay, yeah, then listen great. to this, listen to this. <laughs> yeah. So, the, yeah, so the wards got the wife possessed, and <laughs> then the parents actually ended up living in that farmhouse for another ten years. Why? Uh, according to Andrea. It was because of financial instability, which uh, I understand. Um, that's a completely valid reason. But, like, yeah. also at the same time, I'm like, if it was that bad, like... You're still staying in that house? I couldn't imagine, like, sleeping for ten years. Yeah. You know? I guess, like, if you just get used to it, but, like... Yeah, so they had to live in the house um, for another ten years due to financial instability, and they eventually were able to move out in 1980, and apparently by this point, quote, the spirits were silenced and the hauntings ceased, but not for long. So, flash forward to current time, particularly around 2019-ish. Oh. So I know that's not current, but that's relatively rel- recent. Relatively recent. Yeah. It's more recent than I expected. Yeah. So there's this couple whose names are Corey and Jennifer Heinzen. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And they are paranormal investigators from Maine, actually. <gasps> oh. So that's fun. Wow. Wow. Common ground. Yes, exactly. Of course. And they actually purchased the Arnold Estate Farmhouse in the summer of 2019. So as paranormal investigators, they have explored many paranormal locations over the years because that's just something that they enjoy doing um from my understanding Corey really likes to do the real like investigative stuff where jennifer really likes to take like the behind the scenes and like set up equipment and shit like that so they were influenced to purchase the house to figure out what exactly what was going on there like figure out what's happening with the spirits there because people just had so many questions over the years and like obviously it's very haunted so they purchased it and then they opened the farmhouse out up to visitors who wish to do some paranormal investigating of their own. So now, once again, here's my plea that we need to go stay at this haunted place. Please. So bookings are $125 a person. Oh my God. I know. Um, Sunday through Thursday. Or you can stay a weekend day, so like Friday or Saturday, for with up to six people for the set price of $750. Oh. So um, huh. they're not open for daytime tours. So the bookings are good from 6 p.m. to, to 8 a.m. So... <gasps> You are alone. Well, not alone. So they they will be there. Corey and Jennifer will be there. Mm-hmm. But your party will be the only party, like, in the house mm-hmm. from that time. Oh, and you get to stay overnight. You get to sleep there. All right. So that's exciting. We should go. Exactly. Yeah. And it's in Rhode Island, which I didn't... I don't know oh. why I didn't realize it was in Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I knew it was in New England somewhere, but I I did, too. I just don't know why I didn't... Yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was Rhode Island. But um, if you go to their website, theconjuringhouse.com, you can read many testimonials from folks who have been to the house... For investigations, and I literally could not find a single one that did not experience some kind of activity. Every single person that has gone has had some sort of weird thing happen. And there are many folks who couldn't even make it through the night. So that's how freaked out they were. Damn. That'll be Meg. Oh, no, I can stay. I'll stay. (laughs) I 
I will stay. You, oh my goodness. You I don't even want to see people's it. hands through horror movies. <laughs> yeah, and Rose will hold my hand because I know you won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah. So Rose will hold my I hand. I will, but I'll make fun of you for it. That's fine. I don't care. I don't want I don't care about the taunting. I just want to stay. So um also according to the testimonials and things, if you are nice to the spirits in this house, they're usually nice to you, but you're gonna feel something going on. So some of the activity that happens in the house today includes black mists. Shadow figures, both inside and outside the house, disembodied footsteps and voices, bookshelf, books, books falling off shelves by themselves, and doors unlatching and opening on their own. Oh. So I have actually a little excerpt from an article from the Boston Globe written by Amanda Milkovitz, and she did an investigation with her sister Suzanne. And so here's just like the segment of the article that I'm going to read. And th- this is the very beginning of the article. Quote, I felt almost giddy. My sister and I had made it through a restless night in a haunted house, and in the morning, the old farmhouse actually felt peaceful. As I walked downstairs from the bedrooms, I felt proud to have stuck it out where others have fled. In the living room, I tapped the ghost detector device that had bugged us all night with its periodic beeping and made it light up. How about some coffee, ghosties? I asked cavalierly. The detector lit up strongly and wailed loudly as someone strode from the room and came up from, from the front room and came up behind me. Looks like the detector likes you. It started going off when you walked in, I said to my sister, Suzanne. She didn't answer, so I turned around. Suzanne was not there. <gasps> no one was there. Oh my god. The front room was empty. Suzanne called from called down from a bedroom. Who are you talking to? Oh. End quote. So <gasps> that was fun. And they and the rest of the article is really good. I, I forgot to note the title, but again, it was written by Amanda Milkovitz. And if you look up the Conjuring House, you'll find it with that name in the Boston Globe. Um they were talking about how, like, for most of the night, they were kind of restless, and they did a couple of the, like, um, you know, like, spirit box things, so they could hear, like, a couple words here and there. Mm-hmm. But, like, for the most part, like, nothing had really happened, so this happened the morning that they were supposed to leave, yeah. and she was like, oh, no. <sighs> so, that's fun. I just thought you would all enjoy that. And then, um, another fun thing. So, the Heinzens have two kids, um, a son and a daughter, and on their website, it's like, the daughter doesn't really do, like, interviews or anything much because she's in college, so I, th- I think she's, like, 18, 19-ish, um, but actually, she is a very prominent TikToker. She has, like, a million uh-huh. followers, No, and you can follow her on TikTok, and her name is at madison.heinzen, so H-E-I-N-Z-E-N 207, and she posts a ton of content about the Conjuring House, including house tours and answering questions from folks um, about things that they have about the house. And that's honestly why I thought to do this, because she kept popping up on my For You page. Oh my gosh. And I, I didn't, like, I don't know why it didn't occur to me before to, like, talk about this house, because obviously it mm-hmm. inspired The Conjuring. So um, shout out to Madison for popping up on my For You page and inspiring this. <laughs> but if you do want some Conjuring House content, she has posted a lot of cool stuff on there. So Cool. Yeah, but I guess that was the Perrin family haunting that took place in the farm on Round Tap Road, aka the Arnold Estate, aka the Conjuring House. Thank wow. you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I enjoyed that. Rose has really crackling knuckles. Yeah, my hands get really stiff. I'm probably gonna have arthritis. She's like a freaking um, really cute. stick. She is, but she doesn't light up really. But her hair is now green. So, listeners, <gasps> that counts. So it's working. <laughs> if i crack enough do you think more of me will turn green yes <laughs> maybe wait also the color of her hair dye is phantom green Isn't yeah that fun? she's it's arctic fox ghost. phantom green i feel like danny phantom oh my gosh i was gonna say something really inappropriate and then i didn't i was gonna say danny phantom i feel like is a lot of like 
girls' sexual awakenings, like young girls. Well, like our age, like if you watch Danny Phantom, he Fair was enough. cute. He was cute. Just gonna ignore you. Okay. I even had the the creator like would never confirm it because like he's kind of the worst. But um, like I see a lot of TikTok content about why Danny Phantom is trans, and like it's really convincing. Like it's really convincing and like really legit. And like honestly, I love that for him. All right, I got a cryptid for you guys. Are you ready? Yes. So today we're talking about an urban legend from Maryland. Um, It started. My sister's going to college in Maryland, so have fun. Um, So this started back, like, as a local legend, kind of back in the 60s, and people say that the stories go back, like, way way farther than that, Um, but it gained, like, its current reputation in the 70s because of a few specific incidents that, like, really got people talking. Um, it's, like, sometimes treated as just, like, a boogeyman or, like, a cautionary tale, um, and it's passed down, like, via word of mouth, but, like, there are people who still, like, swear that there's more to the story than just, like, what happened in the 70s. Um, what it, I don't know if you guys would know about this, you, you probably know about an adjacent cryptid or adjacent happenings, but this is specifically, uh, Prince George's County, Maryland, the goat man <gasps> oh. wait is <laughs> this goat, goat man, man with the bridge goat man okay so actually fun fact i looked into that and um most people agree that like the goat man's bridge is more like demonic which i wasn't expecting <laughs> okay so i'll look into that <laughs> yeah so that'll be your homework um <laughs> um but there was like actual there's like an actual goat man cryptid um and i'll get later i'll get into like a few of the other like um goat men but uh but i'm gonna focus specifically on the one from maryland because there are like other like adjacent stories that may or may not be related um i'll mention those later but goats we're starting in maryland yeah people i think one of my sisters i think libby if you listen to this i know i've called out all three of them now sorry but um i think Libby's what, the one that wants a goat or something like wants Why? us to adopt a baby goat. My okay, parents I are like, goats. no, <laughs> like I, I don't like I don't. People that do goat yoga, they stink. Get away from me! They like I don't I like want goats. Yeah, I like goats. I'll have to. You see would. If, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll ask my brother if I can post that picture of him with me and the goats oh my God, at my fifth birthday party. Oh, I have a question actually yeah. before we get started. I'm gonna be able to get into this. Is the goat man like? Is it like a centaur? I'm gonna get into that. Okay, well, that's what I just wanted to ask. I just wanted what, to ask. do you think I'm not gonna cover what it looks like? No, but I didn't know if it was a centaur. I just was asking if it was like <laughs> goat a goat centaur. Oh no, goat not centaur. like a centaur. That'd be like a horse. Imagine it, it's like the goat sized body. Oh, I'm at like Seder. I'm at Seder. I know. I'm at Seder. I'm at Seder. I'm sorry. Um, my full, first full point is one of the whole point. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I know. Sorry, okay. I wasn't reading your notes. <laughs> um, okay, so this is Maryland, uh, specifically Prince George's County. Um, adjacent areas um my first bullet point is what does it look like uh thanks for asking meg (laughs) so as the name suggests uh the goat man is some sort of goat human hybrid there are like varying descriptions um so but most stories say that like he is somewhere around seven feet tall half goat and half man um they can't really agree on how exactly that comes together. Like, some say he does resemble, like, a satyr or a fawn. Um, most say it has, like, the torso of a man and is goat from the waist down um, and has some form of goat head. Some say it's, like, specifically goat face and, like, the 
bipedal body covered in hair. Um, but, like, we could also be dealing with, like, a dude face and goat horns. Uh, I don't, you know, whatever. Whatever works. I'm also imagining, like, mountain goat and not, like, Billy goat, you know? I don't really know the difference. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> well, Billy goats have much smaller horns. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, say, you say that like we would know that. Yeah, I'm not a goat expert. Okay, well, I will be one for all three of us. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Someone has to do it. Exactly. I'll, I'll bite that bullet for us. Yeah, thanks. So put that together however however you like, whatever tickles your fancy. Um, the other important factors about his description is that the goat man is stinky. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I just literally have a bullet that says he's stinky. Um <laughs> He makes a high-pitched squeal, yells, and makes goat noises, of course. Uh, he has, some say, some descriptions specifically say that he has black horns and claw-like hands. Um, and a few of the stories give him an axe, which is oh. really funny to me, because I don't know why the cryptid need, needed a weapon, but like, okay. Um, so... To kick us off, my favorite quote regarding this whole this whole cryptid from uh, Dr. Barry Pearson, who is a professor of folklore in the English department at the University of Maryland. Um, I found out that he still works there, which is pretty cool. I kind of wanted to like call him and be like, "What can you tell me about the goat?" That's man? cool to be a professor but, like, of folklore. <laughs> yeah, That's cool. right. Um, right. I'd be like, "Can I be your friend?" But <laughs> so he says, um, Dr. Barry Pearson says. Uh, Goats are known to be smelly and sometimes kind of charming, but if you look at them closely, especially in their eyes, they are really scary in their own yeah, way. Yeah, they are, which is why I would never use charming as a word to describe. Just, I know! Just like a teenage boy. Ah, oh. true. So this is the teenage boy of cryptids. Yeah. yeah, they seem charming, and then you look them directly in the eyes, and, and they you're stink. like, oh, dink. Oh, you definitely have a fish pick somewhere on your phone. Yeah, or, of course. <laughs> oh, you haven't washed your sheets in three years. That's a little concerning. You know, things like that. I'm so sorry. So apparently, according to Dr. Barry Pearson, I respect this man, so I, I don't know, I respect it. I kind of like goats. I feel like they could be charming. I, I feel like you're defending your love of goats. We support you. We just don't like goats. Okay, yeah, you, you know what? You like do you. Weird yeah, thank you. Creatures. That's... Yeah, exactly. Um. So, now you're wondering, what does it do? Yeah, what does it do? Does it have to do something? I mean, other than just exist, like, no, but yeah. it probably doesn't have to pay rent or anything, but like... Ugh. That doesn't mean it doesn't have hobbies. Just like a teenage boy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay, so the first story that, like, really got people's attentions, um, people's attention, <laughs> um, was something that happened to the Edwards family in 1971, I believe. Uh... I didn't write it down. That's great. Um, I'm pretty sure it was 1971. Oh my god, Senior is the Conjuring house. Stop. I don't know. 70s are weird. (laughs) Common theme today. So, um, they're, I guess, minding their own business. They lost their dog, Ginger. Oh no. Who was, I forgot to write it down, but apparently some sort of like little German Shepherd puppy. Oh. Um, Right? Um, When they finally found it, um, it was. Just skip ahead if you're afraid of what's going to happen to the dog. But they oh. found it lying on the side of Fletchertown Road with its head torn off. <gasps> oh, no! Why do yeah. cryptids um, always go after the dogs? Like, I'd rather yeah. them go after humans. I know. <laughs> what the um, fuck? So, and then uh, 
they never really, I never really found like a explanation for what happened, except for the fact that they were trying to blame it on the goat man. Um, there were some other theorists who were like, oh, it got hit by a train. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a train perfectly decapitates something. Right. Um, oh. I guess, well, there were, I was also like a little confused because it sounded like they they didn't find the body. <gasps> They just found the head. Oh my. Oh, that's. Oh, I'm so gonna throw it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna throw it. So that might explain the train thing, but it's it's not good either way. Um, later on, the Edwards' daughter, who she was 16 at the time, she claimed to have seen a strange creature near their home the same night that the dog went missing. Uh, didn't elaborate. Don't have any further description. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then following this, like, uh, there were apparently a number of reports uh, that came in about sightings along Fletchertown Road of a strange bipedal creature that no one could exactly identify. I figure it was just kind of out at night and they were like, that looks weird. Who knows? Um, So this story really, like, gained traction when um, the Washington Post posted an article about, like, the three men who found Ginger the dog. Um, They were Ray Hayden, John Hayden, and Willie Gein. Um, So that, like, publicity gave the story much more credit and, like, a much wider audience, um, which significantly contributed to the goat man's popularity today. which is great. I tried, this was the article I was telling you yesterday. I tried really hard to find the actual article, but it's like, I can't find it anywhere. Because they want to bury the existence of these cryptids. Right. Conspiracy theories. Uh, <laughs> and as, but like, as far as I could tell, like the article itself was just about like what happened to the dog and like the men who found it. So I was like, why can't I find it? And I, at one point I thought I had found it, but then like the link was broken. That's like, I think, <sighs> I remember some of, it's funny because I feel like all three of our categories fall into this problem every once in a while where like, there's an article that's mentioned, yeah. like, in a different article, yeah. and then you go to find the original article, and it's nowhere to be found. Like, when yeah. I was doing the Enfield Poltergeist, I remember there was a bunch of, like, actual news footage and, like, yeah. articles about when it was actually going on, and they're gone. They are gone from the internet. And it's- right? Probably because they don't want us to find them. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, I was mad. Um, so, here's the thing. Yes. According to the legends, um, the goat man's hobbies include, but are probably not limited to, hobbies. Crochet. That's this is this is this is more than a this is more than a teenage boy. Um, I don't know hobbies. Oh, just, just you wait. Oh. So here's what here's what he does. His hobbies include killing young couples in parked cars. Oh. Uh, being oh, an axe wielding maniac. Oh oh. <laughs> scouring neighborhoods to kill family pets. Oh. Uh, breaking into people's houses and sexually assaulting the residents. What? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. What? I know. Okay. Wait a second. Usually, what? usually your cryptids are like, I'm ugly and I cry, <laughs> or like, I'm really stinky and I run away from you. This is like, evil. no, literally. Well, and so I was like curious. I didn't. I couldn't find any information about it. I was curious about like if these were, if there was actual evidence connecting these, or if it was just like these crimes happened to happen in the area and they just blamed it on the goat man. I couldn't find exactly like, what <laughs> someone, the crime Someone has an axe and like hurts someone. They're like, oh, it must have been the goat, goat man. man. Like, oh. Uh, that's right. Stinker. I don't, I like genuinely It's a, it's a real it. scapegoat. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is your apartment. I need you to get out. <laughs> um, but so, but well, here's my not so fun, fun fact um, that he assaults both men and women. So don't say it, Rose. <laughs> Stop. Don't do it. It's not. No. He's, he's at least was like. He's not judging anybody, I guess. 
No, he's just <laughs> killing them and sexually Just murdering them brutally. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so anyway, um... So the main thing was that the Goatman primarily operates on Fletchertown Road um, and often finds his victims at night. Um, so that road has a reputation as a bit of like a lover's lane. Um, <laughs> so somewhat, some people believe, and one of the legends specifically says that like his primary target is young couples or at least like young teen teens and young people. Um, during like these stories where he specifically like uh, is grabbing people on Fletchertown Road or grabbing couples, I guess. Uh, the goat man, either, either he smashes into the cars to get his victims using, like, just brute strength, like, superhuman strength, or he strategically lures his victims away from the safety of their vehicles by mimicking voices and making strange sounds. No. I don't like so, when they make a mimic voices. Like, the... Yeah, yeah that really bothers me. got a me. bit of a skinwalker Yeah, like skinwalker. So that's fun. Um, yeah. So he got some hobbies. Those aren't Stop hobbies. Stop hobbies, bro. They're not hobbies. If they're like a homicidal maniac that like sexually assaults people, that's not a hobby, bro. not a hobby. Someone teach Goatman to knit or something. Goatman needs to sit through like a um, bringing in the bystander presentation. Oh my God. Oh shit. Like, relax, buddy. My God. <laughs> Um, so, where did the Goatman come from? You're, I know you're just itching to hear about mm. these legends. So, there are a few things. Okay. In one version, there, he's just kind of like an old hermit who lived in the woods and mm. used to wander Fletchertown Road. Uh, he, apparently, there was this old man, he would wander around at night, uh, and somehow that turned into a Goatman. Nice. I don't as, know. As it should. <laughs> right? Um, I, I heard uh, via a couple different sources that, uh, the Goatman is supposedly related to the New Orleans Grunch, oh. um, which I covered back in episode 28. Give that a listen if you haven't already. You'll, you may remember, uh, if not, he is, the Grunch is like Chupacabra adjacent, Chupacabra-esque, um, which is confusing to me. So it's possible that, like, someone is just conflating, like, the chupacabra as like something that attacks goats or like livestock specifically with you know um the goat man but um i would really just love to know who would win in a fight between the two of them you know wait between the grunch and the chupacabra or the the grunch and the goat man because you got like goat eating motherfucker and goat human dude Hmm. goat eating motherfucker (laughs) goat Goat human human. sorry mom (laughs) Um, he's got an axe. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, um, I wish I was hoping this would be like another one of the cryptids that has like psychic abilities or like. Oh, just you wait. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> no, the backstories are just really fun. Um, so some like some stories. Um, one not one of the main ones, but some of the stories play into like devil devil adjacent imagery. Um, we you know with the goat as a symbol of the satanic, but. Um, the most common stories are these two wildly different and equally entertaining, like, local legends. So the first legend, um, was that there was a goat herd in the area, um, around Fletchertown Road, who he kept, mostly kept to himself. Um, honestly, probably because anyone who found him realized that it was super weird that, like, a man was keeping goats in the middle of Maryland. Last I checked, it's not, like, goat land? I don't know. It's not. They're goat right? 
Yeah, I am goat shaming this man. So there was this goat herd who lived out of the middle of nowhere in Maryland, I guess. Um, And supposedly, like, one night, a group of teenagers stumbled upon his flock and killed them all. (gasps) For no reason. Wait, why do teenagers do dumb shit? Like, let's... Yeah, let's unpack that. I'll say when I was a teenager, I never had the, I don't know, urge to kill a bunch of goats with my friends. Yeah. Yeah, same. That's not a hobby either. What no. Com- yeah, what, com- <laughs> what compels that behavior? I don't know. There was, like, there was also no, like, reason listed. It was just like, oh, the teenagers killed all his so goats. Instead of, instead of cow tipping, it's slaughtering goats. Yeah. That's Which satanic. feels worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when the man woke up and found all his flock dead, um, he went insane with rage, suffered some form of supernatural transformation, I guess, and became the goat man, and has since spent the rest of his days seeking revenge on those teenagers, which is why he specifically attacks teens or, like, couples on Lover's Lane. So he got um, so pissed that he became the goats that were killed. Yeah. <laughs> when you okay. get so mad, you transform. <laughs> like, like what, are you, what would you turn into if you if you were angry and transformed into an animal? Frog. Yeah. I'd turn into a teenage boy. That is that is quite the animal. I don't know what I would do. Um, maybe like a duck. Quack 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 quack. Um, I would rose. I, I would be a goose. Goose I mean, goose. You, just, get you just said you would be a frog. You I know, but no, no take back. No, I want to be a goose. Okay. Okay. Um, you can be a goose. That's fine. So the other uh, legend, which is my favorite, um, is that the goat man was a was the victim of an experiment from the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. Uh, the story says either that it was some sort of freak accident, or he was a mad scientist conducting experiments on a goat when something went horribly wrong, turning the scientist into a half-man, half-goat hybrid nice. that is thirsty for blood. No explanation of why it would be thirsty for blood. It just was. <laughs> well, why Why did um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like, why was Mr. Hyde, like, fucking crazy? Because like, he was the personification of evil. Okay, but... Okay, Rose, I wasn't, I didn't mean, like, literally as in, like, Okay, well, you asked, I studied this book, I don't know what you were from. So did I! But I'm just saying, like, why, like, did it have to be evil? Like, it could it could have been, like, the nice flowery side of him. Well, that was the whole point of the book. Okay, never mind, I was trying, I just, Rose, move okay. on. <laughs> Rose, move on. Um, so the research center did officially deny these stories, but, like. Really? <laughs> they wouldn't, there's no reason they would own up they to it, right? They didn't embrace and, like, it? No, but like they don't even have like a sense of humor about it, which kind of irritated me. I was like, because because when asked about the story, they were just kind of like, oh, it's stupid. Like, there's no reason. Like, blah blah blah. Like, whatever. I was like, okay, this could be fun. It could be fun. The silence that we created. The silence was so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just scientist things. When you create an angry ghost monster that wants to suck your blood, let's just brand ourselves. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, the goat girls. No. <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, so, like, the most, like, logical explanations say that, like, the, the young folk in the area were just kind of looking for something to do, especially, like, you know, in the 70s, car culture was very big, so, like, it would have been an activity for teens to go looking for the goat man. It would have given them something to do, and apparently it's easy enough to start a local legend just for the sake of a good adventure. Mm-hmm. Um... Another explanation did mention that students in the area might have been learning about Greek mythology and specifically the god Pan, so they might have been inspired by that. Um, And something I didn't realize about, like, specifically, like, Greco-Roman mythology is that, like, the satyr um, and, I guess, goats are, like, 
known or like okay the satyr is known as the keeper of the woodlands but is also associated with drinking and lust so that of course he is because <laughs> so that might explain the like you know he goes after couples coupling and <laughs> yeah. yeah um so he's also sometimes associated with worship of dionysus um so I, we get all that yeah. together mm-hmm. mm. um that would that would kind of make sense but like I don't know. Um, so, it's like, stories of the Goatman were very much sp- spurred on by local students who <laughs> wrote graffiti, like, the Goatman was here, and mm-hmm. made, like, prank calls with false sightings. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagine the prank. Hey, hey, is, 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 your, is your refrigerator running? Because I saw it on a jog with the Goatman. <laughs> <laughs> like, stupid. <laughs> I'd love to go for a jog with a Goatman. I'm sure you could find one here in the great city of Minneapolis. So, like, yeah, it's hard to tell, again, with these kinds of, like, the false reportings of things, like, what is actually real and what was just, like, teens being teens, you know? Um, dudes being dudes. <laughs> Some people hold that the legend of the Coat Man is, like, much, much older than any of these events, uh, and it was really just these events in the 70s that popularized it. Maybe it was something older that, like, you know, someone heard about and they were like, ha, oh, we can make a story out of this. Um, but either way, it's, it's one hell of a story. (laughs) Um, so my last little, uh, point here is other goat men. Um, cause there, as I mentioned at the beginning, there are like a few other instances of similar creatures being spotted, uh, elsewhere in the United States. So there was, the first one I have is from Waterford, Pennsylvania, also in the early 70s. This one's called the Waterford Sheep Man, uh, and was known for attacking specifically farm animals. And, like, apparently hundreds of people witnessed this thing and, like, didn't do anything about it. (laughs) Yeah. What? Why is that so funny? Hundreds! Literally, it said hundreds of witnesses. I was like, what? What? Americans. Literally. Um, probably from, like, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. It, oh, it happens. yeah. Um, so the others, it, it, my favorite one is uh, Louisville, Kentucky, where a similar goat-man hybrid uh, with a deformed human body and goat legs has been spotted um this one also apparently has like the full goat head which is very fun um this one this one's my favorite you're probably wondering why this one's my favorite because it's called the pope lick monster um don't named after (laughs) it's named after like a river in the area i guess like where it's said to inhabit what the hell is wrong with kentucky (laughs) they're naming pope lick river it's literally pope lick pope Lick River. Yeah, Pope. In case you didn't get that, Pope Lick River. Thanks, Meg. You're welcome. All those plosives. Plosives. That's what they're called. Fuck you're, you're a plosive. No. No. Okay, so um, this one's similar to the Skinwalker and the Wendigo because it lures people with voice mimicry. Um, there's, like, there is more to this story than, like, some of the other, like, Goatman, so if we're interested, I can revisit Pope Lick at some point. Because that would be entertaining. Um, Just for the sake of getting to say the name over and over again. (laughs) Honestly. Um, And then most famously, as we mentioned in the beginning, you've definitely heard of Goatman's Bridge. um, But that is going to be up to Meg to cover. So that, my friends, is the story of the Maryland Goatman. Wow. I hate him. Yeah, Yeah. I don't like him at all. 
There's not a single... Re- you know, to think that this is the comeback episode, whereas the last episode we recorded, we talked about the Fresno Nightcrawlers, <gasps> which became our favorite very quickly. Yes. And now we're like, wow, we hate this one. He, he's at the yeah. bottom of my cryptid list, for sure. He's, yeah. not, he's not a cool dude. No. 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 That's upsetting. At least he's got hobbies. He those are <laughs> okay. Okay, everyone, please like send a DM to our Instagram account that says Rose Murder <laughs> murdering people with an axe and breaking into their houses to sexually assault them are not hobbies. I had to make it funny somehow. Okay, I don't like this. Is just not an int- like this is not a funny cryptid. It's very <laughs> scary. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is payback for the time I did Human Dirt Island, which is the name <laughs> oh. is leaving me and both of you talked about something funny so <laughs> yeah sorry um i know but like the reason because I, I was like i was like oh i'll like i think i put it on my list thinking about like Goatman's bridge and then when i looked into it i found this one from maryland and all of the like Goatman's bridge was more about like the demonic and i was like oh well here we go i guess <laughs> wow. Ooh, well, so i really hate sorry that. yeah thanks for suffering through that with me yeah that was good that was a good time thanks rose mm-hmm. you're welcome Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so enthusiastic. Wow, I'm so happy. Well, I mean, wait, we can do it like our first episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, can't wait. Wow. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lead up, so I'm just going to tell you what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about Skinwalk- Skinwalker Ranch. Ooh. Oh my god. You guys know of this? Yes, Heard of this? finally. Mm-hmm. I know, we were getting Instagram DMs about you covering this I know. too. So. It's been requested multiple times. I'm trying to remember who requested it. I think it was Patrick? Probably. Patrick. I think Brian might have. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just Hi, know Brian. it's highly, que- <laughs> Hi, Brian. highly requested. Hi, Bestie. <laughs> I like you just, you brought the mic so close. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Hi, Brian. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Use my ASMR. I literally can't even hear you. <laughs> <laughs> all right go on yes uh so i guess this is like mostly a conspiracy theory but also i'm definitely like treading on both of your toes a little bit that's okay. fine we've done we've all done okay this before. i'll just stomp on them then oh, oh. Ooh. say oh. more what <laughs> what stomp on her tootsies please I will. oh my god oh my god you can't just say that like it was fine Tootsies? I will. Okay. Oh, Anna, did I we, talk, did we tell you about the Tootsie about. thing? Um, for those of you listening, sorry, Anna, by derailing your story. I could cut story. this out. I know. Well, I mean, no, we're I'll scarred because I feel like we're going to bring it up in every episode now by accident. <laughs> um, we watched the, Rose and I watched the first Saw movie, which was, we were surprised. Yeah, it was, it was better than I expected. But the part that bothered us the most was there's a scene where, um, Carrie always. Yeah, Carrie always. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah, he um, holds up, his character holds up his daughter's, or asks for his daughter's foot by saying, Where's your Tootsie? And then says, This is a big Tootsie or something. And it was That's just. a big Tootsie. It was so what disturbing. A big tootsie. It was so. Like, that was the most disturbing thing in Saw. Like, I am really. Yeah. Uh, it has not left us True since horror. we watched it days ago. Yeah. So, anyway. Keep your Tootsies enough. to yourself. Yeah. No more Tootsies on no this podcast, tootsies. please and thank you. <laughs> so, Skinwalker Ranch. So this place is located near Ballard, Utah. This place has a pretty like a very interesting history that be like we have history from there from hundreds of years ago, which is pretty cool. Um so the land that this ranch was on was once shared by the native oh shoot, I was gonna look up how to pronounce this. 
It's U T E. Oot. 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 Oofta. Stop. The native. Not oofta. I'm gonna say oot, but I hope oot. I don't know if that's right, and I apologize. Well, I think about like the chip, like uts. Oot. Uts. Oot. Uh, those are different That's... noises, Meg. I don't... You know what, Rose? I'm just... Just let me live, okay? Let me live in a world where you sounds all are somewhat the same. Because they are. The native... Oots chip. Nope, that's disrespectful. I'm gonna say oot. <laughs> the native oot and Navajo tribes once shared the land that this ranch was on. And they had a rocky cool. relationship for many, many years. Sometimes... They would ally, but, like, most of the time, they were raiding and attacking each other and taking slaves, and they they wow. were, they had a rocky relationship. Not hobbies. Not hobbies, Rose. That sounds like good hobbies. <laughs> taking slaves is not a hobby. <gasps> um, <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Oh my god, we're gonna get kicked off any pop- podcasting platform. So the relationship between these two tribes went... I wrote hella downhill during the Civil War when the Ute, I really should have looked up how to pronounce this, the Ute tribe allied with uh, a U.S. Army soldier named Kit Carson, and together they forced the Navajo from the land, um, you know, in the horrible white colonist fashion, you know, lots of bloodshed. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Awesome. So after that, the Ute were convinced that the Navajo had put a curse on the land because of their betrayal um, of their fellow natives. And specifically, the curse that they believed was put on the land was the curse of the skinwalker. Dun, 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 dun. Rose, you've covered skinwalkers, right? Yeah, I believe so. I don't remember what episode it is, though. Yeah, I was going to look it up. I didn't. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Because yeah. I was. I remember you talking about it. Because I, I think up to that point, you had done a lot of, like, Fun cryptids. And I was like, <laughs> that was so one of the first really scary ones. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. I, well, Skinwalker is so creepy. Um, but if you want more about what that actually is, what kind of cryptid that is, then um, go find, find the episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, this is on you all. <laughs> <laughs> you do your own research for once. You know, yeah. y'all are so. We amazing. have we have the info out there. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you haven't listened to it at this point, that's your fault. So, yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> in Sorry. like very quick I summary I so rude you know what Rose it's okay <laughs> you sound so disappointed in me just when you call murder a hobby <laughs> skinwalkers are essentially evil shape-shifting witches that's like yeah. a summary they usually, usually sh- shape-shift into like animals they also imitate voices which is terrifying Um, and there's like a bunch of creepy ass videos out there of people hearing voices in the woods and like it knows their name but it sounds wrong and people are like yeah no that's a skinwalker oh my gosh yeah Ew. it'll like imitate voices of things that you know yeah as well or like people or especially like children and babies we like so scary. yeah dislike not good not a good one <laughs> So the Uinta Basin, Uinta Basin, where Skinwalker Ranch is located, um, is home to like a lot of sightings of large, seemingly overly intelligent creatures, most commonly giant wolves, but also some various humanoid-looking creatures. Um, and there have been a, sh- a bunch of sightings for over a century. Um, 
So that's basically where it got the name is from that Navajo curse, supposedly, plus the sightings. So a massive investigation by the National Institute for Discovery Science, or NIDS. Oh. Yep. NIDS? NIDS. (laughs) NIDS! Oh my gosh, that's fun. Was done on the farm from 1996 to 2002, which was actually funded by the Pentagon. Oh, that's suspicious. That's weird. Right? That's suspicious. Um, That's weird. (laughs) This happened under Robert Bigelow, who purchased the ranch. Um, And apparently they caught a lot of things, but it seems like, I I think it's all classified. Like, the research from 1996 to 2002, I couldn't find anything on it. And I saw something about it being classified, so I think we have some of it, but most of it. We don't really know what was going on for those six years. Mm. Most of the information I have is from the owners before uh, Bigelow bought it, and they were the Shermans. Um, And they recounted a bunch of weird things, like unexplainable humanoid beings, aliens, Mm. UFOs, and, like, paranormal stuff. Weird cryptid things. Like, they saw everything on this ranch. And they were only there for, I think, four years. <laughs> um, Great. Cool. Awesome. <clears throat> Love that. Yeah. And then we also have some stuff from uh, 2016 on. Because uh, Bigelow sold the ranch then. Um, and then the people who bought it. I wrote down their names later. <laughs> but they, they've they been doing investigations. <clears throat> Cute. So I'll start. Why are you laughing? Because you were like, oh, um, I wrote down, or you said, like, I, 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 I we'll get to there later. And then you went, like, you did this laugh. Like, oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> so I'll start off by telling you some of the creepiest, or pretty much just one of the creepiest uh, skinwalker sightings Great. that happened on the farm. <clears throat> and then I'll go on to the more paranormal and alien stuff. So... <laughs> This happened when the Shermans owned the farm, so that was, they had it from 1992 to 1996 before Bigelow bought it. Um, So this was in 1994 when Terry Sherman, the owner of the farm, saw something large approaching his pen of cattle at night and the cattle, like, freaking out. Good. Terry grabbed his gun, Terry grab your gun, and ran towards the pen. And he saw what he described as... A wolf-type creature that was three times bigger than a normal wolf. And it had one of his calves' head in its mouth and was trying to pull the animal through the bars of the pen. Oh, no. Uh Oh, Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, thank you. Oh, Oh, no, 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 no. no. (laughs) Terry, with his gun, shot the wolf. (laughs) Shot the wolf creature three times at point-blank range. I don't know if that's correct, because you'd have to be very close. Anyway, he shot the monster three times, and the monster didn't even flinch. Instead, it let go of the calf's head, turned and slowly faced Terry, and just stared at him. Terry said for, like, a few minutes it just stared at him, before it calmly turned around and walked away into the darkness. It walked away? Like, it... No, thanks. Uh, That's okay. Good. Yeah. And then there was a more uh, recent one. One of the things we do know from when NIDS... (laughs) Sorry. 
Nids investigate the ranch. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, Tam- Terry and his family reported that the stench of what could only be uh, rotting meat lingered where the beast had been for literally for days. That's really great. <laughs> yeah, super That's cute. That's really awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Nids was investigating the ranch, there was a scientist named Com Keller. Colm Keller? Colm. He was out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He was out near the tree line, and he looked up and saw something that looked like a giant humanoid in the tree above him, and it had bright yellow eyes. He also had a gun, um, <laughs> and he shot at it, and he said it disappeared, And then, but he later looked back in the area, and he found a huge print, footprint in the snow under the tree that he said looked like a raptor footprint. A oh, raptor? God. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Super cute. Yeah, so those are two of the big skinwalker sightings, but there have been more. Now I'm going to talk about some of the more alien stuff. This is what we're here for. Aliens. So there are legitimately, like, hundreds and hundreds of sightings of UFOs in this area, and specifically Uh at the ranch. Uh Like, it is literally one of the most recorded ufo activity areas in the world um there's so many that i like can't cover even a fraction of them that's cute yeah it's so cute and also it seems like these sightings have been have gone back for a long ass time because they found like near the ranch they found ancient paintings done on a rock which depicted strange floating objects in the sky Uh Yeah. And even early colonists, I think one of the first reported sightings was in 1996. The colonists reported seeing fiery lights in the sky in this exact area. Oh, good. Yeah. Cool. And the UFO sightings really picked up in the 1950s, and people all over the Uinta Basin reported seeing floating, glowing orbs darting around the sky. Some people saw orbs emerging from bodies of water. And there were even reports of clearly in the sky metallic flying machines hovering. Great. Yeah. Great. Excellent. Awesome. Wonderful. Like, That's really fun for them. Not terrifying in the slightest. So many reports. And then, okay. following these sightings, pretty much every time, dependably, something else strange would happen on the farm, and that was cattle mutilations. <gasps> no! Yeah. Oh! Yeah. So, if you, well, I mean, Rose talked about slaughtering a whole thing of goats, so, like. Yeah, but you didn't go into detail. Like, are you going to go into detail right now? A little bit. Oh, my God. Well, there you go, she Anna. About a the dog's worst thing I said is that the dog off. got decapitated. Yeah. A lot of. Not my fault. I, I guess, have the, the tamest story this week. I also forgot. Them. I was going to have a short disclaimer at the beginning of my story just to say, like, sorry about the dog. But, like, <laughs> put in the episode description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put. Yeah, lots of animal Violence against animals. Abuse. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> We're an explicit podcast. This yeah. Is, yeah. I feel some... like our audience knows what to expect at this point. We talk about some real shit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So if you're okay, if you get cool. queasy, maybe skip forward a little bit. But <clears throat> so the Shermans and many other ranchers in the area made the connection that after UFO sighting, they would pretty much dependably always find at least one of their cows either missing or mutilated. 
And there's even a quote from Sherman in 1996. He said, quote, We've seen the UFOs enough, and we know pretty much what the craft looks like. And I think it's definitely associated with the cattle mutilations, he said. When we see the crafts and then the cattle, we have problems. Oh my god. <clears throat> so here's okay. just some of the ways they found their cows. Um, one cow the Shermans found was lying dead with no visible wounds besides a hole bored into one of its eyes. Oh my god. No blood. Just a hole in the eye. Wait, but how did it not bleed? I, that's the thing, is like, they rarely found blood on these bodies. Was it drained, or what? did it just, did? was the wound, like, instantly cauterized? It seemed like they were drained of all liquids. Oh, no. A lot of the time. No, 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 <laughs> Big no, gagging. no. I, I regret, oh I regret asking that question. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Oh, my God, Meg. <clears throat> Pull it together. That's disgusting. <laughs> Other cows were found with their eyes neatly removed from their sockets. Reproductive systems were removed completely, organs were harvested, and all of these incisions were done with neat, precise precise cuts, which looked surgical. There was no way an animal could have done these. Um, And like I said, there would also pretty much never be any blood around the wounds, but there would always be a strange chemical smell lingering on the bodies. Feeling okay? (laughs) No. Okay. Anyway, to this day, uh, both the UFO sightings and the cattle mutilations still happen. Um, yeah. So, there's, I was reading about, because there, there's a show that they did, I think, only a few years ago, about the farm. And it happened, like, they spotted a UFO, and the next day, one of the cows, I think, just dropped dead. That's, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, and like I said, as for the UFO sightings, there's literally so many that I could never cover them all, but according to the Shermans alone, they allegedly saw football field-sized crafts in the sky. <laughs> oh, oh, that's big. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> they saw fiery red, quote-unquote, doors that opened in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh. just, just Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> that's cute. So quirky. So quirky. Um, so fun. They once, one time their dogs freaked out and they could, couldn't figure out why until they heard from like 25 feet above them voices speaking like in the air above them in a language that they didn't understand. Um, oh, and they couldn't oh. see anything. They just heard the voices. Great, great. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. They had crop circles appear on their ranch and one time a floating light supposedly followed their car. Just like uh-huh. Betty and Barney. Is that their name? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That story, I still think about that all the time. Right? Uh, Same. Yeah. Oh, to be abducted by aliens. <laughs> right? Sorry. Right? Yeah. I'm in. I'm down. Take me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be pro No, Dana? I don't, she Meg. Does. That's you. She does. Anna wants to be pro by aliens. Meg oh, wants to be Anna. stepped on. I didn't say that. <laughs> you did. She wants her tootsies crushed. Oh my, Rose, <laughs> Rose, I will kick you out <laughs> on the street. No, I could never. She wants to kick you. You can go sleep in the trash room. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep in your laundry room. 
Oh yeah, because there's so much space in there. Oh, you meant the actual laundry room? Yeah. I think that my my laundry closet. (laughs) Okay. 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 Irrelevant. So ever since 2016, when Skinwalker Ranch was bought from Bigelow, ah, here's the name. (laughs) So in 2016, (laughs) it was bought by a real estate developer um, with an interest in the unknown and the paranormal, and his name was Brandon Fugel. Fugel? 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 Like bugle, maybe? Fugel? Ooh, those are good. I like bugles. Those are a fun snack. Did you see the thing about the instrument? Where they're not gonna, they're like, we can't guarantee they'll fit on your fingers anymore because they're changing how they make them. No! Right? That's the most fun part about them. It's a tragedy. They have little witch claws. That's the only fun part. They don't even taste that good. Um, I digress. Okay, well, they do, but like, not that good. I don't know. That's not what I meant. I know. Do you disagree? Oh yeah, I do just they taste be- they taste good. They taste fine. No, no, no. Like, I mean, were you trying to say that and you said I digress? Yeah, I disagree. Sorry. They taste fine, but like if I'm gonna have a bugle, the main attraction is putting them on my fingies. That's fair. Not your tootsies. Not my tootsies. Oh my gosh. I'm moving on. So since 2016, <laughs> the ranch has been monitored by advanced technology, and it was like I said the focal point of an investigative television show called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, cool. So dramatic. Right? It, I'm sure it was as dramatic as, like, Ghost Hunters, okay. but I still want to watch it. I thought it sounded cool. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so the farm is now monitored all the time by a... I just wrote a contraption. I don't know. Called <laughs> The Sentinel Assignment Telemetry and Notification, or... Satan. Oh. <laughs> no. What? Yeah. That's... Why? Swear they did that on purpose. Yeah, they did. Totally did. And why? The words barely even make sense together, so they just did that on purpose. Great. They just picked red yeah. words. Wait, like, yeah, say it again. Sentinel. Uh, assignment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So this machine monitors, like, a whole bunch of things, like, infrasonic waves, which are, like, sounds that are too low for the human ear to hear. Seismic activity, magnetism, just, like, a bunch of stuff. Um, Cute. And they also set up a bunch of fancy cameras all over the farm, like, infrared and such. Um, <clears throat> anyway, if you're interested in all different things Satan, <laughs> that sounds bad. Um, and recent I am interested in all things Satan. Um... <laughs> It's all on Skinwalker Ranch's official website. They have an official website. Um, oh, okay. Wow. Fancy. Wow. So that's, they put all, all wow. the big recordings they get. Um, so, rapid fire. Here are a few more weird things that allegedly happened on Skinwalker Ranch. Ghosts. <laughs> uh, casual. Why not, you know? Or the cow ghosts, like all the cows above oh like, their eyes oh, and stuff, moo. they're like floating around. They're like moo. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Shermans reported dozens of cases of objects disappearing and reappearing in their house. And one time, apparently, the Shermans unloaded their groceries from their bags, um, left the room, and when they came back, all the groceries were back in the bags. Oh no, that's so annoying. Right? Too. Like that's awful. Shit. Yeah. That's, like, the worst thing, because I hate putting on my groceries. Right? It is horrible. I just throw shit everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like a monkey. <laughs> she just called me a monkey. Because <laughs> you throw shit everywhere. I get it. Yeah, I know. 
Hey, you contributed to that this past weekend when we got groceries. Fair enough. I don't want to hear it. You yeah. threw Meg shit everywhere? <laughs> Not Anna. literally, no. Anna. Anna. Move on, please. Anna, I'm about to catch a flight to throw hands with you. Please do. I miss you. <laughs> I know, I miss you too. I just want your crave affection. I'll fight you. Even if it's... <clears throat> anyway. The Shermans would also apparently hear disembodied voices often speaking a language that they couldn't recognize and they would catch glimpses of shadow figures in their house so okay ghosts probably ghosts probably Probably. uh Mm -hmm. people also spotted what some believe to be portals opening up in the sky in the area so a bright orange or blue light would appear in the sky for like 10 seconds or so and then disappear and some people think that this is where all the weird shit came from like through the like, yeah, just like spits it out. And yeah, there you go. <laughs> makes sense. Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch is like the toilet of another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> the, toilet, the toilet of weird things. It's like the island it's of misfit toys. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but it's they're not toys. These are scary and weird. Not hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also. <laughs> Another thing that I I could only find one source that mentioned this, and it's really weird, but I wanted to talk about it. Um, they mentioned something called the Dark One that's been seen on the ranch. Oh. <gasps> that's a little <laughs> concerning. Great. Yeah. But it's supposedly just, it's a Native American shaman that oh. people have spotted oh, okay. who appears to, like, peer through a portal and then disappear. Like, <gasps> like opens it. Yeah, like, yeah. He like, he, like takes his little head into reality and then... and then nopes out. <laughs> He's like, nah, I don't actually want to be here. I would nope out too if I saw I don't the shit be that here happens either. on Skinwalker Ranch. The, oh my God, yeah. the sewage system. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, no, not here again. Yeah. Uh, another thing. There's a supposedly like a giant green serpent in a nearby river, um, that once drowned someone, but that also has like no evidence. So. Good. Anyway, yeah. Um, like I said, if you want to keep up with the current sightings, including like there was like a very clear picture of UFO, I think in 2016 on the ranch and stuff like that, uh-huh. you can follow the official website. Um, wow. Yeah, that's oh, well, just some of the crazy things that have happened at Skinwalker Ranch. Great. Awesome. Great. Wow. Um. Incredible. What a great episode to bring us back into the swing of things. Wow. Yay, we're back. Not at all disturbed by any of the things we've today. <laughs> Lots of dead animals. Yeah. <sighs> Actually, I'm surprised the um, the Conjuring House didn't have a dead animal involved. Because didn't in the, the movie, dog die in the first scene? In the movie, yeah. the dog dies, which was yeah. upsetting. And I still remember being scarred by that. I'm sure um, they put that in just just for the sake of it being upset. That's like if you watch any horror movie that has to do with the paranormal, yeah. you know immediately the the animal will die within the first twenty minutes. Yep. So didn't we watch something like that? The dog didn't die. Did we watch yeah, something? The dog didn't die. I remember there being a dog. Rose dog and I have just watched many horror movies <laughs> since she's been. Yeah, here. we've I watched don't... a lot. It's all blurring together. <laughs> yeah, but well, um, cool. Um, thanks, Anna, for the yeah, for the um, spooks. Um, that's it, I guess. That's <laughs> that's all, folks. Thanks for being back. We're excited to be back at the podcasting business. Um, and excited to be providing everyone with spooks and scares. Yeah. 
Meg, do you remember how to tell people where to find well, us? Well, I was thinking about it, and I forgot I have a condensed way of doing it now because oh. I made that nifty, 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 nifty. Um, I don't... Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that card that has all of our links. Oh. So I don't know why this wasn't done sooner because it would have been helpful in terms of remembering things for all of us. But um, there's this thing called card, which is kind of like Linktree, if you know what Linktree is. And it has all of our links in one place. All of our branding and stuff. So if you go to nightmaregirls.card, so C-A-R-R-D.co, C-O, um, you'll be brought to a page that has links to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our Anchor page, which has um, all the other streaming platforms that we're on and things like that. Um, it has a link to our Instagram, which is at Nightmare Girls Podcast. Our Twitter, which is at Nightmare Girls Pod, without the A and Nightmare, without the uh, without the... Uh, I and girls. I and girls. Yes. Thank you. I forgot for a second. I was like, I almost I was like, wait a second. The pod isn't missing a letter. Anyway, um, you can follow us on TikTok now, which is really exciting. And again, we're hoping to post a lot more content. I'm gonna on make TikTok. some Rothman content. Yeah. So if you so. also, I think if you want to see our faces more often, tic, um, TikTok what's wrong would be the with place you? To do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. For a second, I don't know why I didn't register for a second. Why there would be an issue? Yeah. True. The reason we're doing a podcast because we don't want you to see our faces, but I guess we'll risk it for TikTok. Um, our TikTok, I believe, is Nightmare Girls Podcast. Um, yeah, that sounds right. And then you can email us at the Nightmare Girls Podcast at gmail.com. But again, the easiest way to find all these links, if you forget, is to just go to nightmaregirls.card.co. And that is two also, R's. Yeah, two R's. Card with two R's. Um, and I made it all fun colors with our branding and things. So, woo Yeah, go check that Thanks, out. Thanks, Mog. Anytime. Wow, we did it. We did it. Yay. Woo. Done. Time for another glass of wine. Yeah, we're not too rusty. I'm surprised. Got it. Just like riding a bike. Just like riding a bike. Just like picking um, up a new hobby. Yeah, like murdering <laughs> people. Being an axe-wielding maniac, you yeah. know. It's casual. It's casual. So anyway, we will, uh, you will hear from us next week. Yes. <laughs> Which, it's, it's very good to say that again. <laughs> it is. It sounds, re- yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing you two idiots every week. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No one's Anna supposed to be Anna doesn't sound excited. <laughs> yeah, what is, you're not excited about the green hair or what? Like, I'm so excited your about your, the, what is it, phantom hair? Phantom green. Phantom green. Phantom yeah. green.